Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the soul of excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. For a seat that could decide the balance of power in Washington. What qualifies you to be a U.S. Senator? You have 60 seconds. Hi. Good night, everybody. I'm running to serve Pennsylvania. He's running to use Pennsylvania. Welcome to Rush Hour. Boss Nervous Rush Hour here on WABC. If you'd like to be part of today's program, 800-848-9222. If you want to be part of today's program. Good night, everybody. I, oh, I'm, yeah, no, uh, I'm yeah, so yeah. sorry. Um, I'm against fracking. No, I'm Wake for, up. I'm against for, I am, I'm not mocking him. We're looking at each other like, what the hell is this? That was an apt description, apparently, of the debates last night. If you want to comment on the debates, if you want to comment on the midterm elections that are underway right now, 800-848-WABC is the number to call, 800-848-WABC. Let us begin with an excerpt from Kathy Hochul and Lee Zeldin debating. This is our esteemed governor. Kathy Hoko. This governor, who still, to this moment, we're at, what are we, halfway through the debate? She still hasn't talked about locking up anyone committing any crimes. Okay. Anyone who commits a crime under our laws, especially with the change we made to bail, has consequences. I don't know why that's so important. I don't know why that's so important to you. Ladies and gentlemen, Fellow New Yorkers. They're full of crap. Fellow people in New Jersey, Connecticut, in Pennsylvania. All of us are New York. The woman that would be governor says she doesn't understand why it's so important to Lee Zeldin and by extension to you that we lock up criminals, that we don't support this silly notion that Democrats have inflicted across America, particularly American cities, that criminals deserve to be set free without paying bail while awaiting charges, while awaiting trial for actions that they've already committed. Why is that important to you? I don't understand. Why is that so important to you? Give you an example of why it's not important to them. Do you know that as bad as Chicago is, Chicago, I mean, every weekend, it's a a murder mystery. Every weekend, the murders, the violence, every weekend, 
And Lori Lightfoot today offered up legislation to give herself a pay raise, presiding over this monstrosity that has become the lack of law enforcement, the lack of, quote-unquote, social justice in Chicago. I deserve a pay raise for mismanaging this. The governor in New York, the unelected governor, Kathy Hochul, it wasn't just that. I mean, Lee Zeldin was on the attack. On the attack. Let us go to cut two and listen to what Lee Zeldin says about reform cashless bail. Well, listen, you ask the will of the people. They want to see reform. Even Mayor Adams says that judges should have discretion to weigh dangerousness. I don't think that if you're two Mexican cartel drug smugglers busted with $1.2 million worth of crystal meth, that you should just be instantly released on cashless bail. Now, Kathy Ockel supports cashless bail. As soon as it got implemented, she was out there bragging about it. She chose the champion of the defund the police movement and the architect of cashless bail, Brian Benjamin. Yeah, that guy who got arrested and had to resign. That was her first big decision to make him the lieutenant governor. We need to repeal cashless bail. We need to repeal the HALT Act. Amend raise the age and less is more. We need to make our streets safe again. I'm running to take back our streets and to support unapologetically our men and women in law enforcement. Enforcement. All right. Now, that there was so much in that cut. This idea that criminals should be released to roam the streets. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just saw a tweet. Not a tweet. A, a, a directive from Mike Mamone, broadcast engineer for many years with the Rush Limbaugh program. He just hit me in my message box. Fetterman's new campaign song is, Hello, I must be going. <laughs> Good one, Mr. Mike. <laughs> um, <laughs> I tell you. No, I don't, I, maybe I shouldn't. I don't mean to laugh because I don't want to make fun. Look, in fact, it just totally threw me off the train of thought. In fact, Democrats are complaining today. They are complaining that Dr. Oz bullied, bullied, a person with disabilities. That would be Fetterman. Yeah, I'm not kidding. No, Kevin, I'm not kidding. I saw that. Look, no, I'm not kidding. That is what Democrats are saying. They're saying, how dare these? How dare that Republican, Mehmet Oz, bully him? He has disabilities. Never once have they asked themselves, apparently, why in the world, and I mean this, you have a guy with a stroke, and, I, and as you know, I have never made light of Mr. Fetterman having a stroke. We wish him, in case you don't know, we wish him a 100% speedy recovery. He has not recovered from his stroke. This is serious business. Some of the things that he said last night, the confusion, it might remind you of a certain president, but he cannot help that. His, he is trying to recover, and I want to give him credit. There are a whole lot of people who just would have said, okay, you know what? I know that I'm not at my best. I'm not going to show up. He showed up anyway. That, to me, takes a lot of courage. He knew he wasn't at his best. His family knows he wasn't at his best. His party knows that he was not at his best. They know 
that he is suffering the results of a stroke. And any one of us, any single one of us that suffered a a stroke would be facing the same or a varying set of challenges depending on the severity of that stroke. Very few people have strokes and can just walk away and say, oh, back to business as usual. A serious stroke. But the Democrats knew this. They have known it. Do you remember for the last few weeks when an NBC reporter revealed the difficulty that he had comprehending her questions, even though they were put to him in, on a um, computer monitor where he could see the text, and he still had difficulty. The family, his, his wife and others, demanded an apology from NBC for exposing the fact that he wasn't fully recovered. They tried to pull the wool over everyone's eyes, the electorate. He got a doctor's report. It turns out that the doctor was also a campaign donor, is a supporter. The doctor cleared him. He's 100%. Would you trust that doctor? A doctor that was truly interested in his health, in his health, in his well-being, and not in politics, would have said to him, an honest appraisal, you are not in shape to go out and present yourself before the electorate as being fully recovered from the stroke, because, sir, you are not recovered from it. But yet, they went along with this facade to try to make voters in Pennsylvania and around the country, and around the country, think that Mr. Fetterman was completely up on his game. He was completely back. And sadly, in front of the entire country and those around the world who bothered to watch it last night, sadly... We learn the truth. He is not okay. He's not equipped. Now, would this have an impact on him governing? Well, absolutely it would. Someone else would have to make decisions. Someone else would have to try to comprehend what was. He is not at his best, folks. There's no question about that. So even though I may be lighthearted in some of this, this is a serious thing. And I want to be clear, I'm not mocking him. I think it took a whole lot of courage for Mr. Fetterman to come out, face those cameras, face the world, knowing that he's not at his best. No, that's Ms. Hochul. Pathetic. Pathetic. I want to play 42 again, because this goes to the heart of this election. It should go right to the heart of this election. Listen, uh, my fellow New Yorkers who are Democrats, I realize that many of you are governed strictly by your partisanship. There's not a question anymore of what's best for the city. It's not a question of what's best for even your own families who live in New York City. It's not a question of your safety. I know that the hatred of Trump consumed Many partisan Democrats, the hatred of Republicans consumes Democrats. There's a story today, Marco Rubio had uh, canvassers. You're not familiar with the term. Those are the people in the campaign who are paid to go or volunteer to go knock on doors in neighborhoods to try to get people to come out to vote for the candidates. Uh, In Florida, one of his canvassers was beaten to a pulp. 
in the hospital. A second arrest has been made because another person sicked dogs. Sicked dogs on a canvasser for Marco Rubio, yet you don't see much about it in the press. The press wants to cover it up because they want to go through this notion that the only violent people in America are the J6 protesters in connection with political activity. And that has not been the case. It is not the case. It never was the case. And it never will be the case. The violence that some of these leftists are capable of and are actually acting out is real. But it remains unreported or underreported in most of the mainstream press. One more time, 42, we'll head to a break. We're going to take your calls earlier because we're going to play a lot more sound from both of those debates last night. But let us listen to Kathy Hochul and this exchange one more time. This governor, who still to this moment, we're at, what are we, halfway through the debate? She still hasn't talked about locking up anyone committing any crimes. Okay. Anyone who commits a crime under our laws, especially with the change we made to bail, has consequences. I don't know why that's so important. You- Tower Power brings us to a break. I don't know why locking up criminals is important to you. I just don't understand. Why is that important to you? I got to make it right for everyone concerned. Even if it's me, if it means just me, what's getting bad? Cause I could never. This is The Rush Hour with those Nerdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. The year was 1985. A few stolen moments is all that we share. On this day, you've got your family and they. This song became the number one song in America. The artist, a very young, very beautiful, very talented. Female pop vocalist performance.
brings us back on WABC. Let us return to the debates last night and hear again from Ms. Hochul. Cut number four. This is what Ms. Hochul thinks the solution to crime is. First of all, you can either work on keeping people scared or you can focus on keeping them safe. I have worked hard to have real policies that are making a difference. And as you mentioned, that data is still being collected. But I did focus on bail reform in our budget. That's why the budget was nine days late, because I insisted on common sense changes. But there is no crime-fighting plan if it doesn't include guns, illegal guns. And you refuse to talk about how we can do so much more. You didn't even show up for votes in Washington when a bipartisan group of enlightened legislators voted for an assault weapon ban. I mean, we lost another child and a teacher yesterday in St. Louis because people will not support what I was able to get done here in New York, and that is a ban on assault weapons for teenagers. You can't even do that. It's, it's quite extraordinary, but it's about getting the guns off the streets. That's the first start. We have more to do. But I'm the one to do it. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. one to do it have you looked at this person's record have you looked at what happened what's happened this woman pretends that what is happening on new york streets isn't happening no damn it it isn't just about denying miss hokel and her democrats as soon as the supreme court ruled that your laws here in new york miss hokel the democrat laws that you people in the democrat party insist on implementing that don't allow law-abiding citizens to purchase weapons to defend themselves as soon as the Supreme Court of the United States said, you people are out of order, this is wrong. What did you do? You called back in your Democrat cronies and you wrote new laws to circumvent the court. Let us be really clear about something that is obvious to everyone except for Democrats and their infinite Inability to understand common freaking sense. Criminals don't obey the freaking law. They don't obey gun laws. You can pass laws from here to next week and the week after. You can ban every single weapon, and criminals do not, will not, obey those laws. They don't obey the laws when they go out and commit murder. They don't obey the laws when they go out and commit rape. 
They don't obey those laws when they go out and beat people up, steal their possessions. And what do you people do, Miss Hochul? You let them out of jail. That's the problem. Not that we don't have enough laws. There are laws already. Have you ever heard of this one, for instance? Thou shalt not kill. Does that stop the murderers? Have you ever heard of thou shalt not steal? We have had laws on the books since the beginning of mankind. Criminals don't obey the law. You have to punish them. You have to take them out of society. And this woman sits and pretends, well, that's why the budget was late. It was nine days because I wanted to put some in there. You can't have any laws without guns. Look at what we've done. Look at, look at what you've done. You've turned New York into a lawless hellhole. That's what you've done. That's right. I said it. <sighs> Cut five. Let's go. Kathy Hochul believes that the only crimes that are being committed are these crimes with guns. And you, you get people who are afraid of being pushed in front of oncoming subway cars. They're being stabbed, beaten to death on the street with hammers. Go talk to the Asian American community and how it's impact them with the loss of lives. Jewish people targeted with raw, violent anti-Semitism on our streets. It just happened yet again. We need to be talking about all of these other crimes, but instead, Kathy Hochul's too busy patting herself on the back. Job well done. No, actually, right now, there should be a special session. The state legislature should come back and they should overhaul Castle's bail and these other pro-criminal laws with zero tolerance. But they're saying, elect me. She says, elect me, and then you'll find out where maybe I'll stand on this issue in January. Yeah. Well, Lee Zeldin says the first thing he's going to, well, let's listen to Lee Zeldin tell us. What are you going to do, Lee? The first thing I'll do right after I'm sworn into office is turning the Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg to let him know that he's being removed. And it's from day one that he was a district attorney. He said that he was got, not going to enforce all different kinds of laws across the board. Others he treat as lesser offenses. Look what happened to Jose Alba. He gets attacked. He's defending himself. Alvin Bragg sends him to Rikers Island, slaps him with a murder charge. He had an open stab wound. Alvin Bragg asked for hundreds of thousands of dollars in bail in this case, but doesn't go after the person who stabbed Jose Alba. We reached the point where Jose Alba said that he needed to go back to the Dominican Republic because he didn't feel safe here. Alvin Bragg is not doing his job. The message will absolutely be sent that if you're the DA, it stands for district attorney, not defense attorney. Alvin Bragg can go be a defense attorney, but if he's not going to do his job, I'm going to do my job, and I'm going to remove him as soon as I can. Now. We all know that the governor does have the power to remove a district attorney who will not obey and enforce the laws. But listen to what Kathy Hochul says as a response. In Lee Zeldin's world, you overturn elections you don't agree with. You can't throw out someone who is duly elected. Yes, I've worked with all of our district attorneys and given them more power to do their jobs. But for someone who voted to overturn a presidential election, I'm not surprised he just thinks whenever he wants to do something, he can just you know, undo the will of the people. That's not the democracy we live in, but it's the world that Lee Zeldin does. That is the law of the state of New York. The governor is invested with the power to get rid of a district attorney who does not do their jobs. Lee Zeldin is 100% right in this. I don't know whether Kathy, in fact, Kathy Hochul knows that she's full of it. She's full of crap and she knows it. Because she threatened to get rid of him at one point. 
She said she was looking at it. Well, why, if you can't do it, would you even look at it, Miss Hochul? You're sitting up once again trying to pull the wool over people's eyes. But guess what? People are fed up with this lawlessness in New York. And when someone calls it out to her face, what does she do? She doesn't confront it honestly, just more gibberish. They're full of crap. James Golden, A.K. Snurley, coming back right after this. She's pathetic. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snurley on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Tower power. power brings us back. So you want to jump out your trick bag. What? Is hip. You know what? I, I was going to talk about Tower Power when you first played it uh, before the other break. Rick Stevens was paroled in July. This after killing three drug dealers he claimed threatened his life. Served 36 years in jail. The reason why I was going to comment about that, did you say something about, were you talking about crime, statistics, and murders before you went into the power, Tower of Power song? Uh, yes, I was. So I just figured maybe you want to know a little bit about Yeah, but this history. isn't, this is, this is Lenny. This isn't, cause, because of, as you mentioned, Rick was in jail. Rick was on their first album. He's the guy that sings lead on You're Still a Young Man and on um, their early hits. And of course, then... <clears throat> He did a crime. Oh, he did a crime, all right. Yeah. And this is, so this is the guy you're talking about. Rick Stevens, right? Rick Stevens. Right. I believe, I think he might be even resumed his singing career since he's been out of jail. Wow. I mean, I believe in one of the um, notes I'm reading one of the band members or former members, he did his time, you know, let's move on. I think he yeah, might, I mean, might it's kind of like again. Morgan Freeman. It's like, would you would you want Morgan Freeman to stay in jail the rest of his life? Of I mean, not. he only yeah, killed three no. people. It's, he's like your grandma. He's like your grandpa. Like Grammy. And Gram, I mean, Gram- I, you know, I re- do you remember when the news came down about him being sentenced? And, and the, the guy, I was, I, it was a shock. I wasn't a Tower of Power person, basically, but I remember, wow, this... This this uh, rock and rock and roll leader, uh, this rock and roll guy, is going to jail for killing three people. You didn't hear about that kind of stuff with rock rock people back then. You heard about not then. You heard about overdoses and stuff like that, but rockers killing people. It was kind of a new thing, no? Yeah. Well, guess what? He's not a young man anymore. Seventy what? How old? Seventy something. <laughs> but he's not a young man anymore. <laughs> so thanks, Bob. Okay. Yeah, the damage was done. Let us continue with the damage from the debate last night and rejoin Ms. Hochul and Mr. Zeldin. Fire it off. You know what to do. Would you mandate a COVID vaccine for, for children or no? Not at this time. I'm going to talk about parental control over this, but I'd also say it's something that comes down to the legislature anyhow. Yeah. So here we go. She wouldn't mandate a COVID vaccination. Not at this time. She didn't say not at this 
time. Mr. Zeldin responds to that. Here's what he says. My opponent just said she will not mandate COVID vaccines at this time. Let me be clear to all of the parents who are out there. I will not mandate COVID vaccines for your kids ever. Yeah, that's kind of non-wishy-washy language. And of course, here's Ms. Hochul's response to that. Yeah, you've been an election denier, a climate change denier. You and Donald Trump were the masterful COVID deniers. We are dealing with a real crisis. And the more people get vaccinated, get those shots in arms. And I would do it all over again when I did last year, that mandate. Yeah, she'd do it all over again. Hear that loud and clear, my friends. The mandates that destroyed the economy of New York. Hear it loud and clear from her own wishy-washy mouth. She'd do it all over again. All over again. Mr. Zeldin responds to that. I believe that that mandate was wrong and that everyone who has been fired should be offered their jobs back with back pay. And there shouldn't be any special celebrity COVID vaccine mandates like what we saw for people who play for the Mets Mayor or the Adams. Yankees or the Nets. If you want Mayor to have Adams. a special celebrity exemption, how about the NYPD officers, FDNY, teachers, healthcare workers? I do not support <laughs> COVID vaccine mandates in any way, shape or form. Absolutely right. Let's continue. Where was my opponent with the deadly nursing home order and cover-up? Why is it that the numbers are still on the Department of Health website that are outdated? What about the meeting with the COVID uh, families who lost their loved ones, who were promised a long-overdue COVID investigation, never got, got it? Why don't you speak up with regards to the deadly nursing home order and cover-up? Why aren't you looking into the transparency and accountability that these families of thousands of deceased New York families have? Why didn't you stick up for the people who weren't able to see their loved ones in their final hours and being denied? You had time after time after time opportunities to stand up for these families, but you were silent or complicit or out to lunch every time. I don't know what your excuse is. But these families are demanding justice, and they will not rest until they get it. On day one, I will finish what you refuse to start and end. And that, my friends, is another reason. This woman has the nerve to sit up and say, oh, you're a climate change denier, you're, you're election denier. You see, this is the trick of the left that they've been pulling over their own people. If you dare question anything about the elections, why you're a denier. I got news for you. There were problems with the election. I am not going to sit here and say, you know, Trump would have won, Joe Biden. I'm not going there. Where I am going is that there were problems with the election. And we shouldn't be afraid to talk about the problems with the election. There are problems with ballot harvesting. There are problems with these mail-in votes being cast in, in in these little boxes that Democrats put up everywhere. There were questions about how it was funded with Facebook money. There are questions when judges rewrite the law that the legislatures pass, as happened in Pennsylvania. The American people have a right to want honest, fair elections that are transparent, period. And if you question them, that doesn't make you an evil person. Democrats question elections all the time. Hillary Clinton was just out raving about how the next set of elections in 2024 are going to be stolen. Democrats question Trump's legitimacy. Hillary Clinton among them. She doesn't save those words, oh, you're a denier, and aim them at Hillary Clinton, does she? Democrats don't do that. We have every right to talk about the problems with elections, period. Now, as for being a vax denier, 
There's a lot of information coming out about these vaccinations, and I'm sorry if some of you don't want to pay attention to it. There are questions that need to be answered about the side effects of these vaccines and whether they are contributing to the rising number of deaths among young people. Sorry, this is a fact of life. Young people are dying. Many of them have had vaccinations, and within short periods after the vaccinations, things are happening to them. You can bury your head in the sand about it, but it's really happening. I am not saying causation. I'm not saying the vax caused it. I am saying we need to have an investigation to see what the true nature of the side effects are. We just had in Europe Pfizer admit that they never even bothered to test the vaccine to see whether it would stop the transmission of COVID. That's what politicians like Hochul told us. That is what politicians like Biden told us. We are dealing with the single biggest scandal in human history. And these Democrats can go around, call you names, because they are afraid of the truth. We have to be unafraid of the truth and return to science, good, reliable science, not political science offered up by Democrats. Let's go to the telephones. Mike, St. James, New York, you're up first. How are you, Mike? Hello, both. Thank you. Uh, If Zeldin becomes governor in January, would he have the power to uh, cancel or postpone the $600 million Buffalo Stadium deal? I don't know. And that is a great question. And we need to look at all of these deals that were made between Cuomo and Hochul. We need to look at every single one of them. And that is an excellent question. I'll try my best to find out. Thank you. Great question. Let's go to Mike in Long Island. How are you, Mike? First time caller. Nice speaking to you this afternoon. Um, I want to touch upon several points. First, last night in the debate, you know, Hochul spoke about her accomplishment in the new Buffalo Stadium in Buffalo. It's a disaster because they built, they're building a, a stadium, taxpayer dollars, smaller than Chicago Soldier Field, and she brags that they have to make the uh, Buffalo better. She doesn't have any foreseeability. She didn't do any planning. They, if they would have at least followed the, the plan of what Koch did in rebuilding Times Square to make Times Square better and everything around it, she could have made everything around Buffalo better. She failed. She didn't do anything. And, by the way, Bo, you know, Lee Zeldin, we really need him here in, in uh, the state. And I called the Nassau County Republican Committee because people in the area, in the neighborhood, their Zeldin signs are being ripped off. They're leaving the lawn wire stakes in the lawn. Case in point, neighbor up the block from us, his property faces um, a main road. Three signs stolen. Two weeks later, he replaced the signs with three more signs stolen again. So I guess yeah, this is becoming up. a favorite trick. And let me just <clears throat> and let us be fair. It is a favorite trick of rogue political actors in both parties to go steal the lawn signs of your opponent. And I think it's it's just it is disgusting. But I think it's not going to diminish the success that one candidate has or another because. People that do this kind of thing are desperate, and they do it because they think that that's going to make an impact. Of course, yard signs do make an impact, but we don't need yard signs to tell us 
about the crime that has taken over New York City. The signs are everywhere. The signs are the fear that people have. And Kathy Hochul says that fear is just in your mind. No, it's not in your mind. Anybody that's paying attention to the news knows how dangerous Democrats have made New York City, Buffalo, Syracuse, Rochester, every other city in Utica, Albany, any other city in this state. If you go to New Jersey, you see the same thing in their big cities. You go to Pennsylvania, Philadelphia is a mess. Pittsburgh, you go out further. All around the country, everywhere Democrats are running with the Soros-inspired radicalism of letting criminals out in the name of social justice and racism, they have turned the American judicial system into a laughingstock. And it is time to hold these people to account all across the nation, starting with Governor Hochul. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurley, coming back right after this. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Rush. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. And he brings us back. Please don't cry. We both know I'm not what you, you need. And I, I will always love you. Written by Dolly Parton. Michael Bearden, my man Michael on keyboards. WABC, Talk Radio 77. Remember, Cats at Night comes up next. Keep it here all day, all night long.
Where's Hugh? We... We don't that one. Of course. Hugh. You don't know who you is. Just love it's Hugh. You. Hugh. Don't be rude. One more octave for me. Thank you. And now back to the debates. This is uh, the Fetterman Oz debate. It speaks for itself. I've I've always supported fracking, and I always believe that independence with our energy is is critical, and we can't be held, you know, you know, ransom to somebody like Russia. You know, I've always believed that energy independence is critical. And I've always believed that, and I do support fracking. I've never taken any money from their, their, their industry, but I support how critical it is that we produce our own energy and create energy independence. I must correct the record. Uh, he uh, just a second, Mr. Oz. I do want to clarify something. Uh-huh, You're uh-huh. saying tonight that you support fracking, that you've uh-huh. always supported fracking. Yeah, that's but what there you is said. that we 2018 interview that you said, quote, I don't support fracking at all. Oh. So how do you square the two? Oh, oops. Um, uh, I, I, I do uh, support I, fracking, and uh, I, don't, on, I don't, I support fracking, humana, and I stand, humana, humana. and I do support fracking. I do, I did, I do say what I do. Uh, let us continue with more from that wonderful debate. Fifty-one percent of Pennsylvania voters disapprove of the president's job performance. You have publicly supported many of his policy positions. Are there any that you disagree with? Thirty seconds. No, I I just believe he needs to do more about supporting uh, and fighting about inflation. Uh, And I I do believe he can do more about that. But uh, at the end of the day, I think Joe Biden is a good good family man, and I believe he stands for the union way of life, and I believe that employment, unemployment is already down to the lowest level in the last 50 years. <laughs> yeah. Again, mm-hmm. Dr. Oz, you know, loves free, free money when it's a, a half a million dollar tax break on one of his, you know, homes down in a ranch in Florida, and whether it was a $50 tax break you know, about his farm in Montgomery County. So it's about supporting and helping, you know, young earners, excuse me, young, young, uh, young, you know, students to, to give them a break. I believe that, that supporting. Uh, All right. Look, folks, I, that's not funny. No, now, what he was trying to get at was this link that Democrats are making between trying to help young people by supporting this student loan giveaway, which, by the way, is just going to cause more inflation and which violates contract law, which violates so many things of American principles. The fact is the president doesn't even have the power to do it. So it's in court. But I don't want to make fun of him for that. I mean, this is just, it's it's pathetic that the Democrats would not just admit, sir, you have had a really horrific injury to your brain and it would be fit us as a party you as a candidate for you to take time off and heal before you consider elective office but they can't do it <clears throat> and that's the result so there's so much more i want to just see whether 
we can take one or two more calls. Let's go to Tom in the Bronx very quickly. Tom, I want to get to your point on the debates last night. You want to talk Zeldin? Zeldin's running. It's a breath of fresh air, but his stand on hydrofracking is poison. Well, okay. Appreciate that. Appreciate your call. Thank you. Let's go to Tony. Tony from Clifton. Hey, Bo. Listen, I think you've got it all sort of wrapped up, but I'll just give you my two cents. What I see from Kathy Hochul is that she just wants the guns off the street, okay? And when I what I hear from Zeldin is that he wants the criminals off the street. And so one of the things I would have liked to have seen in Lee Zeldin is when she kept saying that, I would have liked to hear him say more and slowly like you do it about why is it that you want the guns off the street and you want to let all the criminals on the street because there's really a reason for it. And I want I wanted him to ask her, why is it? Why? Do you have a reason why you won't change? I think we should ask that of Miss Hochul when she is once again a private citizen, not governor. Look, folks, by the way, our back the Blue Day that Ramsey Mazda is sponsoring is going to be November 3rd. So we'll have more details on that tomorrow. But we are going to do Back the Blue. Needed now more than ever. May God bless and protect each and every one of you and your families. We'll see you tomorrow. There's going to be more. This is The Rush Hour with Bose Nerdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network.